welcome back to the podcast episode 22 as always you're here with hoop saney and the infamous zz huncho when i tell you that we couldn't even get started before these two started arguing about clay thompson we uh we went live on tiktok together before that game against the suns where he got ejected um and there were some talks of him being washed a very strong defender of him not being washed uh but that's going to be a big topic for today it is already heated in this room like i'm starting to sweat i'm just the moderator uh but those those boys are ready to get at it so we're not going to waste any time we're going to get straight into today's lineup which is the headlines then can clay still play shea gorgeous alexander and this or that before i do so how you guys feeling about today's show i'm feeling great i'm feeling absolutely spontaneous uh sandy obviously has his thought processes about clay thompson and 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 his ideas of of what the term washed means we obviously see two different terms and uh, hopefully we'll be able to you know make amends at the end of it and or Uh, here's the thing you guys are failed to bring up the fact that in the live i admitted i used the word washed harshly um, but I still don't think he is nowhere near the same Clay Thompson that he, he even was last season after his injury. And he's and I believe he's down. He's going down that route of progressive, progressively uh, becoming more and more uh, washed as a player. Z is already, Z is already rolling um, his eyes. Like he's on his way That's to becoming scary. washed. He's not washed yet. I, I, I said I used the word washed harshly in the live yesterday. Um, but I've, I've, I haven't been proven wrong yet. That's the crazy part. Yes, and ladies and gentlemen, mind you, mind you, mind you, it's only been four games, and he hasn't been proven wrong yet. Just keep that in mind. Just keep, keep that, that in same, mind. Keep that same energy for Westbrook. It's like his. Oh, that's a different energy for Russell Westbrook. When that's, I was when I was watching that game later that night, um, I thought that his argument with Booker was going to be the rings because as of right now, I mean, we're going to get into it, but I don't think he's close to Book. Um, how would you guys feel if you were significantly better? another player and they brought up the ring argument when they have Steph Curry on the team like that would be that would be really annoying I mean at the end of the day you can't argue it you can't argue it because it's like you know what you do have four rings but you know what you also had Kevin Durant for two years and you know what you also played an injured Cavs team one year and you know what Last year, uh, last year no, the Celtics won. I give him. I'll give him one. The Celtics won. I give him. And I'm, injuries I'm are part saying, of the sport. Injuries are part of the sport. I get it. But I'm just saying, I'm like, just saying, going into a matchup, like that's that's annoying to hear. Well, you're also hearing it from someone who was supposed to meet you in the Western Conference Finals, but couldn't because Luca had to spank him real quick. Ooh. So that's if if I if I'm Clay Thompson, I'm like, yeah, sorry, you couldn't make it that far, buddy. But you know, we've done this four six times. Like, what are you talking about? But whatever. When, when you're yeah. greatness, it's not, I understand that. They didn't win six you times. Know? They went six times. They didn't win they six went times. six times. You know what that does? It takes a toll on your body. It also makes you one of the most historical big threes of all time. And it also makes you and it also makes you it also makes you washed. It also makes you washed. Ah, all right. Roll the tape. Chet's washed when he gets back, huh? All right, let's go. Keep going. Let's roll. Che- like, see, no, see, that's the issue with you. You you don't have you don't have you don't have real backup points. You just bring up my I do, favorite players. I do. I'm waiting to get That's into the it. issue. That's the no, issue. No, Sandy, 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 you're hypocritical in the fact of calling a player washed and being I, a Russell Westbrook What did fan. I say? But here's the thing. And yet, and I, I said, said I used the word washed harshly. Number one, I never said that Westbrook wasn't washed. Number two, I admitted mm-hmm. that I used the word washed harshly in the live, but mm-hmm. you guys just love to jump on the getting mad because you don't have a real point to make, so you feel that no, raising no, your you, voice. Hold on, hold on. You, hold on. you, you doubled Wait, down Sandy, after we got on your ass. You said you guys... 
Am Sorry, I Hoop. I'm apologize, Hoop. I apologize, Hoop. You, Z, Z, Huncho. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> um, but you yeah. know what? I'm, I'm, I. The thing is, I, I will, I will give you this, Z. I'm not gonna be a hypocrite because I do the same thing. I raise my voice when people talk about Westbrook because that's the only way that you can, <laughs> you can do anything to make yourself feel better, and I respect that because that's where confidence comes from. And I, I will, I will address that. That is a good, that I respect that trait about you. But I am gonna be calm this whole conversation because I, I just have I straight highly, facts. I highly I doubt that. Straight... How about that? <laughs> Hold see, on. See, no, no, no. You know what? I won't be calm when I he brings up Westbrook because I know Z's gonna bring up Westbrook. No, I know, you know his ass happen. is bringing up Westbrook. You, like you I know, know it. You, you know what's gonna happen <laughs> if someone brings up something other than Clay Thompson or their shooting guards in the league. Uh, I'm gonna cut it there because I'm the moderator. I'm gonna. You know, this guy thinks not, this guy thinks gonna... this guy thinks he can end the combo. Z, come on, let's, <laughs> <laughs> right, hey, let's right, go, no, let's go, let's go. I'm, I'm not trying not to allow ch uh, cheap shots, but uh, starting off with the headlines before I get into Clay Thompson, uh, the Lakers are 0 4. They lost to the Nuggets last night. Jokic was throwing some dots. There was yeah. one he had to Aaron Gordon in the corner where he yeah, didn't even look. One. He didn't even look to know if he was there. He just saw the rest of his players and he's like, "Yep, he's there." Bop. Then he uh he didn't shoot it. <laughs> he took a base on and got stuffed. But uh there has only been two teams in NBA history, I saw this on I believe it was Bleacher Report, that have made it to the playoffs after starting 0-4. Both of them led by Russell Westbrook, but now it looks like Russ is gonna be gone from the Lakers very soon. Uh, <laughs> I should not have said that. But uh my uh my question is it's coming from the fact that LeBron is probably not going to be a threat in the playoffs this year, maybe next year, but the Lakers are just a complete dumpster fire. So this is the question. What has damaged LeBron's legacy more himself or his circumstances? Uh, so, his circumstances, 110% his circumstances, because there is only one major L LeBron has taken his, in his career that I will fully or confidently say that that was fully LeBron's fault, and that was the 2011 finals against the yeah, Maps. I was about to bring that. That up. was the yeah. one situation where it's like, you know what? Um, if you're a LeBron, whether you're a LeBron hater or you just, you know, skip Bayless, you can bring that up for sure if you want to bring up LeBron's woes in his career, 100%. Uh, that Mavs series, in my opinion, I think everybody's opinion, that was the worst uh, series LeBron has ever been through. That was definitely the lowest point in his career. Um, Every other L LeBron has taken, and I say L very lightly, because if you look at how LeBron James was playing, both eye test and the stat sheet, um, he dominates, and he shows that he dominates. Um, he hasn't been playing up to the LeBron James standard I have him at, of course, but he's also in year 20, and I don't believe there's any other year 20 NBA player in history that comes close to this LeBron James, of course. Um, so I, I, I think it's, you got to tread lightly when you talk about LeBron James L's because basketball is a team sport. And like, for example, 2018, like how the hell are you going to get a 50 point triple double and J.R. Smith going to run the opposite way? Like, how is that LeBron James fault? You know what I mean? And I feel like that one game and momentum plays a huge factor in, um, in sports, especially. So I feel like that kind of just like ripped away any hope the Cavs had and, Again, it's a team sport, so I would say circumstances for sure. I would agree as well. I think that it's the circumstances. I think that that's pretty clear when you look back at, like you said, the track record. LeBron literally only has one bad, bad series in my head that it's like a go-to, and that's 2011. 
But when you're great, like LeBron James is, and when you're among the all-time greats, and the fact that LeBron went to like six, seven more finals after that, you, you kind of can look past it when you think about the fact that he is at the table at the, of, of the greatest of all time. However, when you look at the last couple of years, like I, the other day I was thinking to myself, LeBron has been in LA for four years and has won a championship in one of those years. And the other three has either been knocked out of the playoffs or not made it into the playoffs. So now everybody is pointing fingers at the Laker organization when you're looking at Russell Westbrook being out of games. And it's, oh, it's not his fault because they're still losing. As you can see, LeBron had eight turnovers last night. But the thing to me is the only way I could even say that I could give a little bit of blame to LeBron, only thing in the past couple of years is the construction of the last two rosters. The old head I'd, I'd give him more blame team. than you're going to give him. I, I, I can see why. Blame. I can see why. He deserves it. But the, a part of me has given – I've given him the blame for it before, and people have told me in my comments, like, well, I mean, he, he, you can't say that he expected this to happen, which I can give him the benefit of the doubt. Like, you got to think. Maybe LeBron was really thinking, like, okay, me, AD, and Russ, because they weren't all talking at one point before that, before the trade even went through, about teaming up. So I can't – because LeBron has had success with – these team ups before with like Wade and Bosch. I can't knock him that much for thinking that another big three might work. And honestly, when you look at the power rankings and all that stuff, when the trade went through before the season start, last season started, people were having them as number one ranked uh, team in the power rankings to win the title. So it's like, and then, and then LeBron also tweeted out that tweet to keep that same energy and keep talking about our age and all that stuff. And then they didn't make the playoffs. Like some people expected. That's where I can give him a little bit of that blame. But at the same time, when I'm looking at the Lakers right now, LeBron is literally leading them in points, rebounds, and assists in year 20, about to be 38 years old. Like, Also, with the Westbrook trade, I wouldn't give, them, give him as much blame as you guys would because you guys got to remember, Westbrook was coming off like a historical run with the Wizards. Like, people no, but still... you know what's happening? I, I, we all knew the people on NBA TikTok like when we were discussing the trade. Like, no one said... They're going like unless you were a Lakers fan. Most right. people were like, "How is this oh, going to work?" I, they, they were, I have they were so mentioning, many receipts. So many receipts they were, were saying they were going to win. So many. They, they were mentioning really? Buddy Heald at the time. At least I was, and people in my comments. Right, we, I was we were too. Mentioning Buddy Heald at the time. Mm-hmm. This has been a. It's just been a constant theme. I don't. Th- I didn't think he was going to fall off this bad. Like right, I didn't think right, he was right. going to be that bad a fit. But I think most people knew that um, it wasn't. Two ball dominant guys weren't gonna gel the, together. The thing is, too, I was watching uh I think it was a swish out YouTube video, but they were he was talking about how over the last couple of years, people have been placing the blame for the Lakers failures on multiple different people, Russell Westbrook included, Jeannie Buss, Rob Palinka, and LeBron, and Anthony Davis's knees. Like everybody's been getting the blame. But when I'm looking at Rob Palinka, for example, and the way that he deconstructed that 2020 championship team so much ripped away everything that made them a damn championship team, starting with defense and then trying to replace the defense and the shooting with uh, nostalgia and Carmelo Anthony. And then from that, we get to this roster, which is significant. I feel like this roster is literally worse than last year's roster because when you look Mello, at the start, Mello could hit some threes. Yeah, Melo could hit that. some threes. You got it. I was saying this the other day. LeBron James in the starting lineup, like, okay, look at, look at the starting lineup. You got LeBron, you got Pat Bev, you got Russ. This is, this is the one that started off. Russ, Pat Bev, uh, Lonnie Walker, LeBron, AD. Who's the best shooter in that, in that lineup? LeBron James. Saney. 
LeBron. But let me. But, LeBron. but would y'all believe? Would y'all believe that LeBron James was shooting twenty six percent from three in the first three games? Right, that first three games. I would believe it because the whole Lakers team, the whole Lakers team. Right, was, right, was right, fair. right. Twenty six percent though was the best out of the group. Russell Westbrook was the lowest at eight. But you have you have Anthony Davis shooting twenty. Lonnie Walker. For some reason, people keep saying, "Oh, he's, he's he can shoot. He can shoot. He's athletic as hell." But he can't shoot. Like he needs to stop shooting. Nah, he's a knockoff Malik Monk. There you go. There you and Malik Monk. He's a, was, he's a raw version a of Malik three. Monk. And then and then you add on to that with Patrick Beverly, somebody who who went from being a, a, a fourth to fifth option, somebody that was like, oh yeah, Patrick Beverly's over. When you're in an offensive, when you're a defense and you're looking at the Clippers offense last year, you were like, or a couple years ago, you were like, oh, they got Kawhi, they got Paul George, they got okay, this guy. Oh yeah, Patrick Beverly in the corner. That that's what he needs to be doing. He needs to be one of those guys where you're like, okay, the defense is broken down to a point where our last option is a corner Patrick Beverly three. I'll take that. Not Patrick Beverly going out there. They need they need <laughs> volume shooters. Exactly. They have they have role players who are not used to taking this many threes. But for my exactly. answer to the the question, I think looking from the Jordan LeBron debate, it's been circumstances that has led to he he didn't get a deep hole. He lost one to Marcus Tall. Like that kind of stuff. Like maybe mm -hmm. if he didn't play with such a terrible team in Cleveland, uh, maybe some of this Lakers stuff. But I think the public perception, when you're looking at how people view LeBron right now, there's a lot to blame on him. Uh, the thing that pops in my mind is the series against Phoenix with their first round exit mm -hmm. when he was like walking back on defense. If you replace LeBron with Giannis, but you give Giannis that, you know, play style, like basically you're just changing the people. Like mm -hmm. Giannis is that full effort. Like the mindset. And the mindset and his presence, like just as a person outside the NBA, he would be viewed as a much different basketball player. So yeah, for that respect, the lack of effort at times, that's definitely on LeBron. But when it's 20 years from now, no one's going to remember that. You're just looking at their accolades. I'll, I'll say circumstances. Right. But I think LeBron deserves some blame. So uh, time for the fun. Can Clay still play? Uh, I guess we're going to open up with Saini's initial take. Uh, all right. Take, what was take. that game? Sandy takes take. Um, all right. So if uh, if you weren't in our live, we've been going live on Tuesday nights. Make sure to tune in, you bots. Yeah, we'll be there. Um, <laughs> on TikTok <laughs> through the podcast. Um, if you go on the podcast, you you'll see all of our accounts. So we we had a bit of a discussion about Clay Thompson right before the Suns game, and I admitted during the live, so I don't feel like I have to admit it on the pod as well but i will again because i know you're going to bring up the fact i said it i said that clay thompson is washed now that was very harsh of me to say through only three games at the time now four games through the season i i admitted to that but i do not take back my point that clay thompson has regressed significantly as an nba player now when you when you hear me say that people just tend to look at the box score the stat sheet and they think that's the only thing i'm looking at no you got to look at both ends of the court not just offense but defense his present on the court his presence on the court my apologies beforehand clay thompson used to be a guy where he could shift the whole game by himself the gravity would lean towards him he's not that guy anymore he's not as much of a threat as he used to be anymore in the past and I'm going to bring up some stuff for you, Z, and I hope you don't cut me off because I'm going to be talking calmly. And I'm only I'm bringing up facts. I'm not bringing up anything to go at you. I'm just bringing up straight numbers. And then I'm going to let you say your piece after I say mine, and then we can go to the arguing. But we'll look at Klay Thompson's stats. And again, I, I, like I said, it's only been four games. Don't take these stats too out of context for the listeners. But the gist of it is just to prove that Klay Thompson has taken a step back. 11 points per game, 2.5 rebounds, 
2.8 assists, obviously career lows in every single stat I'm mentioning, by the way. He has a career low in everything. Uh, 0.2 steals, 0.2 blocks, 35.6% from field goal, 28.6% three-point. Worst defensive rating he's ever had in his career with a rating of 119.1, which is significantly lower than the defensive rating he averages for his career, which is 108. Uh, point, I, I don't have the exact number, but it's in the 108 ball range. Um, tied for the second highest turnovers per game in his career, even though he is averaging a career low in minutes. So he's averaging about like eight less minutes than he would in his, in his career, but he's still tied for second most turnovers per game that he's averaged. Uh, second lowest field free throw percentage and he's had in his career. Um, he's not taking that many free throws per game, so fine. And it's not terrible. It's still at like 80%. But I'm just telling you stats. He's regret he's regressing in everything. That's, that's the point of all this. Um, and if you watch the games, his shot selection has not been great. He hasn't been able to capitalize. Defensively, he's not the same. And if I'm the Warriors, my starting lineup does not include Klay Thompson. My starting lineup goes with Steph and Jordan Poole in the backcourt. Andrew Wiggins at forward, Draymond and James Wiseman in the front. Z, I'm going to let you start giving your points on to why you think that Klay Thompson isn't regressing significantly. He can regress a little, if that's your point, but you can tell me why you don't think that he has regressed significantly as an NBA player. And to clarify yourself, Z, explain what kind of player you expect him to be. Like, what can yeah, he trust produce? Me. I'm going to do that. Trust okay. Do that. So, Klay Thompson, ladies and gentlemen, my bad. Let's all pause for the honorable sip from the honorable ZZ Huncho. This is the last second of silence we're getting for the next 10 minutes. That Brita water good. It is. It is. Now, ZZ Huncho's thoughts about Clay Thompson are very simple because I've seen Clay Thompson from the moment that he walked into the league in 2011. Clay Thompson, on the season, like Sandy said, is averaging 11. He's shooting 36%. I think you said 28 from three, right? 28? Okay, so Clay Thompson is known as a top five shooter of all time. He is also known as one half of the Splash Brothers. And the role that Clay Thompson has played throughout the course of the first nine, eight or nine years of his career was a two-way guard. As a matter of fact, in 2000, and you can point to 16, 17, like around that time, Clay was looked at as arguably one of the best two-way guards in the league at the shooting guard spot specifically. Now. When we point back to the first time or the last time that Clay Thompson played over 50 games, that was in 2019. He played 78 games and averaged 22 a game. And then, and he averaged those numbers on 40% shooting from three and 46 from the field goal, from, from uh, field goals. That, those stats though, I think those stats hey, hey, Sandy, Sorry, no, I, just no, want, no, I was going to no, agree with no, him. No, I was actually helping his point out, but. I, so fast forward three years or two and a half years two more injuries plus a, a torn MCL and, and a torn Achilles. 32 games last season, he averaged 20 a game, 90% from the line, 39% from three, 43 from the field. Not to mention the playoffs where Klay Thompson had a good game in every single series, including game sixes where he reestablished himself as game six Clay after two years. So the point that I'm trying to make here is Klay Thompson's role on this team has changed drastically since he walked into the league. At one point, he was looked at as a number two option. Then Sandy pointed to the Kevin Durant years. He was looked at as a number three option. Even in those years, he scored less, he averaged less points per game than he did last year. So Klay's had down years before and is a spurt type of player. 
He's not inconsistent like Andrew Wiggins was labeled as prior to locking up Jason Tatum in the finals and dunking on Luka. But Klay Thompson is a spurt type of guy. So when I look at Klay Thompson, I'm looking at him coming off of his two injuries. I said before he stepped on the court again that he was going to regress on defense. That's a given. The problem is Klay Thompson regressing on defense is not going to be that big of a deal for the Golden State Warriors. That was another point that I made because the Warriors essentially play a team defense. And if they are revolving around anybody, it's Draymond Green. So Klay's job is to be that six foot six uh, wing that can play the passing lanes. Andrew Wiggins is clearly the number one perimeter defender on this team besides Draymond Green, right? That's a gimme. But I would say that Klay Thompson's defensive game has now went down to the level of, uh, uh, of a Jordan Poole and Steph Curry where we're not expecting them to play that, le- that great of a defense on whoever they're guarding. And not to mention the fact that Klay Thompson, Draymond Green, and Steph Curry, the three of them, are known as a big three. That big three has played a lot of minutes from dating back to, to 2014 to now, right? Playoff minutes included. So the only person that's really on par with them in that category is LeBron because LeBron went to five straight finals. But I'm saying that to say, when you're playing, when you are playing with this team and watching this dynasty, how many times have we seen a championship team win a championship and have a hangover? And what I mean by hangover is they open up the season a little bit slowly. The Warriors are two and two, open up the season a little bit slowly. Steph's out there averaging 30 a game on 45 and 46 from the field in three. Steph's still doing his thing. Jordan Poole is taking a, uh, taking a dip, a surprising dip. He's not logging in uh, really great numbers averaging across the board. But am I going to say Jordan Poole's bad or not one of the best shooters? Like, no, I'm not going to say that because Jordan Poole is, ju- is fresh off of a championship and fresh off of not only that, but trolling the entire summer, celebrating, living it up. This last championship for the Warriors is arguably the best one bet- that, that they won between the big three uh, out of the four because – a, the, the odds, they weren't projected for some reason to win. And B, it was relatively one of the hardest ones, especially when you look at the team that they were matched up against defensively. Um, and even still, Clay Thompson had moments within the finals where he still showed up. He didn't play as bad in the finals as a Draymond Green did. But when we're trying to say who's regressing between the two of those, we can't really point to Draymond because he's been averaging eight, six, and six his whole career. So I'm saying it's been four games. Clay's averaging 11. He might be in a, he might be in a slump. Offensively, I'm not concerned with Klay Thompson at all. As a matter of fact, Klay Thompson took worse shots last season when he came back in the first three weeks than he's taken in the first two weeks of this season. And what did Steve Kerr say? We're going to keep letting him shoot until he finds his rhythm. And by the end of the season, and by the end of his 32 games, he was back up to averaging a point less than he had a year before. And then the year before that. And, and you know you get what I'm saying? That's my point on it. Klay Thompson is, I'm not worried about him at all. I said he was going to regress defensively. And I also commend, I also want to give props to Saney because he did address that he, that he doubled down on, on his wash statement, which I was expecting him to do anyway because I didn't think he really meant it like that. But I'm saying, Clay Thompson is going to be fine at the end of the day. Offensively, I am not concerned at all. If Saney, if Saney wants to take him off the bench, I'm not against it because Jordan Poole can still, carry, can still carry some load or whatever. But if Steve Kerr finds trust in the Slash Brothers more than he does in Steph and Jordan Poole, I'm not going to be mad at him, too, because the history books have shown it, even including the playoffs last year. They've shown it. Clay's still been Clay. So I wouldn't. So I, I just feel like, personally, I feel like Sandy's sleeping on Clay a little bit. And that's why it's probably not sitting right with me. But I, I, I do hear your points. That's why I'm not, I'm not screaming at you right now. So I, I'm gonna... I do want to. I want to get both of your ideas as to where these guys 
Wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. I want to go back to some of the points. I want to go back to some of the points he was making. Um, Z, you mentioned that Clay Thompson showed up in the finals. I would argue that he just didn't do that. Um, Clay Thompson had one game where he shot 50%. I'll give him that. 7 for 14. I believe it was game 5. Um, that I'll give him that as a good game. But every other game, he shot terribly. Game 1, he shot 6 for... Er, you know what? Terribly is a harsh word to use. Because game 1, he shot 6 for 14. Yeah. But then game 2, he shot 4 for 19. Game 3 and 4, he shot 7 for 17. And game 6, he shot 5 for 20. That is not showing up in the finals to me. Especially when okay, your role so it's, is, it's, is being it's a shooter. And it's also, showing up for Clay standards. I will say that's not showing say, up for clay back, standards. That's that's not clay Thompson, standards for when me. You, go, just keep just keep going. Just keep going. Sandy, that's not clay Thompson's we, standards for me. Because when I think clay Thompson, I think a guy that can put the ball in the basket when you need him to. Um, and he wasn't doing that in the finals. You said he, that he, he showed up in the finals. You you turned so, it. So, you were terming it. If you want to say that he played decent, even then it's like all right, fine. But you said that he showed up. A player that shows up in the finals is a player that makes a true difference to, difference towards winning. I would argue the he only did. game he made a true difference towards winning was in Game 5. That's the only game where he really showed up and helped the Warriors get the W. And, and the, every and, other and, game every other game was so, a result so of either Stephen straight. Curry or Andrew Wiggins. So so let me get this straight. You're, we're talking about the pivotal. That, that would make it that Game 5, considering that the series went to 6. That Game 5 would be kind of pivotal, wouldn't it? Considering all of the things that the Warriors every finals game is pivotal. Every finals game is pivotal. Don't don't bring that. Every finals game is pivotal. A game one and a game five. Which one has more weight? Every finals game is pivotal. 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 Every game, every game matters. In a six-game series, which game holds more weight? A game one or a game five? And keep in mind, the Warriors. I'm not answering this. That's I'm that's a okay. weird point to make. You're arguing I, that his one not, game that not, he no, played no, 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 decent. No, 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 no. It's oh, what do you mean? He had a he had a 21 point game in the finals and a 26 point game in the finals. He averaged 17 a game in the finals. The last finals that he averaged less than 20 in was 2018. And the reason that he shot so well was because he was a third option on that super team, and he was sitting in the corner, like you said. Uh, props to having Kevin Durant on your team, especially being one of the top five shooters of all time. You're going to get uh, a little bit more open than you are going against the number one defense in the league. Uh, I, I'm just not really seeing it right now. Uh, Draymond Green literally was the story of any player on the Warriors that played so bad that it affected the rest of the team. Klay Thompson did not do that. At least not in my eyes. Clay Thompson to me. Clay Thompson to me. When I think of Clay Thompson, and the reason I say Clay Thompson has regressed significantly is because before, when I thought of Clay Thompson, I thought of him as a guy on the court that you have to look to at all times because he can change the game at any point. He is a player just like Steph Curry, where the gravity shifts towards him. He can literally destroy your team by himself if I'm talking previous Klay Thompson. To me, Klay Thompson has regressed significantly because I don't see him as that guy anymore. Do I see him as somebody I would want on my team? For sure. He's still a great shooter. I never, I'm not, my point isn't that Klay Thompson should be out the league and that he's a terrible player. And I think that's where me and you are getting mixed up. My point is that he regressed significantly. If LeBron James, if I say LeBron James regressed significantly, and this is hypothetical, I'm not saying it is, because LeBron James went from being a 30, point, 30 points per game scorer to a just below 20 points per game score and he's like the third option on a team that doesn't mean lebron james isn't a good player anymore but it, mean, it means he regressed significantly i could say the same thing to clay thompson clay thompson regressed significantly to me because clay thompson is one of those guys where beforehand you could put him on any 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 system that fits him and he will change the game for you instantly and we've seen clay thompson do that in many occasions we've seen clay thompson carry stephen curry when Steph curry's having a bad shooting night when the warriors aren't playing game he will put the ball in the basket a great example was the oklahoma series 
the one that mm -hmm. I remember very right. vividly, the one that right. Game Six Clay became became real. They don't go to the finals without Clay Thompson that year. You want to know why? Because Clay Thompson was that guy. There are many instances, and especially in every finals game that Clay Thompson has played, I can say that the Warriors could have won without him. Game five uh, is the well, only one that you can say that they might have not won without him, and I'll be like, fair enough. But every other finals game, you can say that the Warriors could win without Clay Thompson. You can't say that about you can't say that about you can't say that about any other final series that Clay Thompson's been a part of other than this year. I, I, you, you're, you're saying that you can't say. That. I, I can't. Say why can't you say that? that? I, I Give me reasoning that because, why, though. Because like I I've said, given you. Just, you're just showing. You're just, just giving just me from the you. past. No, no. What do you mean? Th you just you brought up and you brought up a game five. Let's look now. Tell me why that why the Clay the Warriors needed Clay Thompson this final series. Tell me why. In in this final series. Yeah, as a player, don't say chemistry and stuff. I understand that, but I'm saying as a player. As a player, as, as a as a player, because Clay Thompson has nothing to prove to anyone at all. Clay Thompson is a guaranteed Hall of Famer at this point in his career. Sandy, here's the difference between a guy like Clay Thompson. If anybody else, if there was anyone else, right? Anyone else? Let's let's say if it was uh, if it was if this was SGA averaging 11 points right now through four games, what would you what, what would you say? What would you say about SGA's performance? Well, say, there's a difference. Oh, Shea isn't coming off an injury and like 13 seasons into, right, into his career. Right, so I would be right. like, you know what? I could, he's still so young. He can still he can still develop into something. Clay Thompson. We are far past. We are far past Clay Thompson's peak. We are nowhere same, near same, Clay Thompson's same, peak, same, which is why I can same. confidently say he's regressing significantly because Clay Thompson Sandy, has reached his peak, and we have been far past it. Sandy, Sandy, Sandy. He, what, what what peak? 21 a game. Sandy, he averaged literally. If Clay Thompson as a third option, as a third option, game, as a third option, if Clay averages 20 as a third points option. per game this year, as a if third he averages option. that this year, as a third option, and he doesn't need much to be more efficiently, and much more efficiently, as a third Sandy, option, Sandy. much more efficiently, and a player that can contribute to winning basketball. He, Don't just look like at the stat sheet. Doing, there's like a, there's an eye test to it as well. Been doing when? Been doing when? He's not contributing to winning basketball this season, even though it's only been four games. He was not contributing to winning basketball last year. Tell me, what has he was? He was. That's why he had multiple. That's why he had two game sixes. That's why. That's why. That's why he still got the the media attention. That's why he was still wrecking. He's gonna get the media attention because he's on the Warriors. That that is not that is not a good point to bring up. That was not a great. So just because Russell Westbrook gets media attention, does that mean he's he's a great basketball player? Oh wait, I thought. Wait, wait, wait. I thought we couldn't bring up Russell Westbrook in this debate. No, I'm just using. I'm just using a point. I'm just using a point. I'm just using a point. That media attention makes no sense. That that point made no sense. you're no, Sandy. I'm looking at your logic, and it's not it's not making sense to me. I just feel like you're looking like there's must be some deep rooted issue. That you have of Clay. If I don't have any issue with Clay. Thompson, no, no, I don't no, have any no, issue no, with Clay. No, 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 no. I'm saying if As you're the looking moderator. at Clay Thompson, what, what, who? Finish up. I'll, I got if, a question for you guys. If so. you're looking at Clay Thompson, you are looking at him in his what tenth season, eleventh season already has accomplished everything that he's going to accomplish. We're not looking at Clay as a fucking perimeter all, uh, NBA MVP. We're not looking at that. We're not looking at him as somebody who's going to make an all NBA second team or first team. We're not looking at that. Your expectations of Clay might be a little bit too much for You're proving my point. He's regressing significantly as an NBA player. You are proving to my you, point. To you. You're proving my point because the Clay Thompson. Right, so let's, I want to I want to get Clay Thompson is nowhere near to an all-star level player anymore, meaning he so is regressing significantly because every year beforehand you would think Clay Thompson is a 100% guaranteed all-star. He is a 100% guaranteed top 5 shooting guard in the league and he is one of the best 3 and D players you could have. 
You can't say that Same. about him anymore. You Clay, can't say Clay that about Thompson. him anymore. You are proving Clay to me right now that that my point is correct, Thompson. that he is regressing significantly. No, hey, hey, hold on, hold on, hold on. Clay Thompson does not need to... If you look at this Warriors team this year with, with Steph Curry, Jordan Poole, Andrew Wiggins, those two guys just got paid ahead of Clay. obviously. They just got big bags. So if you mean to tell me that you thought that this season, Clay Thompson, the same Clay Thompson off in MCL and Achilles injury is going to be an all-star compared to Jordan Poole, who's probably going to win most improved player compared to Andrew Wiggins, who was most improved player. I'm confused so why that's your he is a, But I also, I, I also believe that if you put him on though? any other team, if you put him any, on any other team, he's not going to play at, at that Clay Thompson level that he used to before, meaning he regressed significantly. So, 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 he so, is so, regressed so you, significantly so, so, as a so, player. You're not understanding. Guys, I need to cut this at some point. I need to cut this at some point. I test. In the statue, oh, no, 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 no. When you watch the Warriors, no, 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 no. Hold on. I, test these I have a question. I have a the question. Stats, the stats are the so finals, against you. The stats are so against you. The stats are against you. The stats are against you. It's a career low in everything. Career low in everything. Through the first four games are against me. I, I don't care about the first four games. But even in the playoffs, I proved to you. Other in, in like your oh, point. You oh, in the finals, every series he's had it. Who would be who would be more productive last finals? Clay Thompson. Or Norman Powell. Answer that if question were, for me. If you were to place Norman Powell with Clay Thompson on that Warriors Finals team, who would be more productive during the course of that series? Norman Powell is a completely different player than Clay Thompson. Oh Norman God. Powell is a is a player that needs a ball in his hand. He's not a spot up shooter like Clay. That's a weird question. If you if you were Norman to play, Powell if you ask me a guy like Desmond Bain, ask me a guy like Desmond Bain, I'll tell you Desmond no, well, Bain will destroy no, Clay Thompson well, in so, terms of productivity. Don't shake your you're you telling you. me Desmond Bain you would rather Clay Thompson over Desmond Bain. I'm talking about. I'm talking. Wait, you would rather Clay Thompson over Desmond Bain. Answer that though. I'm I'm taking Desmond Bain over Clay Thompson. Yes. So no, but, I need but, to find some like medium because Desmond Bain's on the rise. Yeah, Desmond Bain's literally on the Memphis Grizzlies thriving. Well, uh, Gary Trent Jr. I would rather Gary Trent. That's a good. That's a better player to use. I would rather Gary Trent Jr. on that Warriors roster than Clay Thompson. I wouldn't. Why not? That's where, that's Hasn't where proven stand. anything. Hasn't proven anything. Hasn't no, but I'm saying he hasn't proven thing. anything. Uh, uh, do you think, do you think you need to prove thing. something to play to play if in the you're finals? Playing, if you're playing on a damn dynasty, a damn dynasty that you helped build, I, you're not. They're not. But even we're not talking about his past. Team. We're not no, talking. We're talking about him as a player right now. Player right now as a player. That's that's where you're taking history too much into account. I'm talking about a player right now. Think about think about the Bucks that went to the finals. Like no one on that team has proven that they're finals worthy before they won the finals. Do you think? That a player at the caliber of Norm of not Norman Powell, uh, Gary Trent Jr. can go in and fill Clay's role in that series to an extent where it was more effective than Clay Thompson throughout the course of the series. The yes or no? No. Would you take? Okay. I'm not taking. I'm not taking Gary Trent. Give reason why. Uh, be, I, I just gave the reason. I literally just gave the reason. But the dynasty. You brought up the history, though. We told you as a player. Right, Gary. Gary Trent. You Jr. said because he was a part of the team. dynasty. No, give me, give me reasoning. Like as Gary a player. Gary Trent Jr. So, so Clay Thompson went out there. So if Gary Trent Jr. is out there, right? Let's let's just let's just hypothetically throw this out there. As a matter of fact, I'm gonna pull up the final pull up the final stats of that year. Somebody for me, please, because we're plugging in this hypothetical dumbass. Like, bro, we're plugging him in, right? I'm saying, do you role? think do you think that no, Clay Thompson was visible during the finals to an extent where it was like it's Clay? Steph and Draymond out on the floor, or do you think it was more like a Steph Wiggins pool then Clay's over? Like, what extent do you think but, that he's but, not falling yeah, off? Yeah. Also, what, use, use, where do you use, view him in the Warriors in the, offense? Use the situation in the same term in the Warriors or, offense. Do you view him as a third option? Do you view him as a fifth option? Like, where do you view him in the Warriors offense, Clay Thompson? Where he could be roughly third to fourth. Yeah, I put him in. He that would put. He's the second. fourth. He's the fourth to me. 
I mean, honestly, it depends on the I night. think Gary Trent Jr. as a fourth scoring option would do better than Klay Thompson as a fourth scoring option right now. Don't bring up history and that series last year. Then he would do better than Klay Thompson. Okay. So cool. when it comes to guards in the NBA now, we're going to get into some top shooting guards. Tell me if you think Klay Thompson is better than this player, Devin Booker. No. Nope. Oh, just say yes on uh, it. That makes more sense. Yeah. Say yes on Donovan Mitchell. No. Jalen Brown. No. No. Zach Levine. No. Oh, I didn't even put Zach Levine on my list. I forgot about him. No. Anthony Edwards. I forgot about Anthony Edwards. Bro, ESPN needs to get their like they have Anthony See, Edwards and Zach Levine a as a small forward. forward. Yeah. That's why my Whatever, list is a little weird. It, but I'm just you go ahead. I'm not gonna say my list anymore player. because I have I a lot of guys missing now. Yeah, I'm just reading off hoops hype. Bradley right. Beal. No. No. DeJounte Murray. No. CJ McCollum. No. Tyrese Maxey. No. Yes. As You're taking Clay Thompson over Tyrese Maxey right now. I did not just hear you say that. I did not just hear you say that. You are taking Clay Thompson over Tyrese Maxey right now. Yeah. Why? Give me you need to give me some damn good reasoning why. I'm not because gonna Clay lie, Thompson's that's nuts. Thank you. You need to give me some because, damn good reasoning because, why. Because 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 Clay Thompson's the top five shooter of all time. All time. Right That's now we're why. talking. Right now we're talking. Saini, right now. Saini, 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 Saini. I am not about to. Bro, go this, this year, this year, I'll we do this year and last right year's stats. Now. I'll do this year and last year's stats for Tyrese Maxey because you like to bring up we the fact that there's only four games a season. About. Sure, this season through four games, Tyrese Maxey has 20 points per game on 47% shooting. Last year, he had 17.5, 17.5 points per game on 48.5 field goal and 42.7 three-point percentage. You were telling me you are taking Clay Thompson over Tyrese Maxey. You are tripping. You are tripping right now, bro. You that, are that's, tripping. That's cool. That's cool. I'm a tripping. I'm a tripping walk at the same time. I'm chilling. The way I view it, um, because I've faced some, I'm gonna. I don't agree with you, Zeke. Um, I've faced some nostalgia bias before with Melo. If I were to look, I feel like this is a similar situation to say uh, he would be a top ten scorer of all time while he was playing in OKC or those transition years after New York where he wasn't up to par with where he used to be. He's not necessarily washed yet, but I think Klay Thompson's in that stage. As a spot-up shooter, I am not leaving Klay Thompson open. But the fact that he's not this so, wait, 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 aging gravity player like you, what? you just you just said you you wouldn't leave him open. But Sandy was asking me. I'm if he not had leaving, an dude. On the he's court. A, he's one of the greatest shooters of all time. Like that's, I'm saying, that's my no 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 no. I'm saying it's not the same. Like I'm not leaving Luke Kennard open. I'm not leaving mm -hmm. most shooting guards in the NBA open. I'm not leaving Klay Thompson open. But he does not change the game with running around screens and dragging two defenders behind him. Like which is my how, point. He doesn't change the game anymore. He I'm doesn't saying, contribute. He used to he used to open up Steph Curry so many looks just by running around the court. He could still knock down an open three. He's Klay Thompson. But so can most NBA players. So can most. That's what I'm that was my point. So that was can my most point. NBA players. So, so, so this, this is my thing. This is my thing, and I, and I, and I, I like the fact that Kyrie Irving went out and and said something along the lines of what I'm about to say. But he said it about Ben Simmons, and it kind of had me thinking. This is something that we do all the time as NBA fans, and I don't understand it. When when players are gone, and then they return, the expectation is raised to all the way up here, and it is annoying. As hell ben Simmons has been gone watch, for four games. Clay Thompson's been back for like forty, bro. What do you What do you talk about? This is a big so, difference. So, 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 
Dude, 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 dude. Clay Thompson, Thompson. Has Clay Thompson played a full season since he's been back? Has Anthony has Davis played a full season since 2015? What is his point? Has he played half a full season? Has he played half a full season since he's been back? If you include playoffs, probably, yes. So, so, and, and, there we go. Perfect. Including playoffs. Probably so like 44 games. Clay, already Clay, Clay, when, yeah. Clo close, to, close to like 44 games. Almost at halfway point. Okay. So, uh, past halfway see, point. Here, here's what I'm saying, right? I'm going to give it until, I'll do this. I'll do this. I'll give it until this is four games in. I will give it until game 25. 25. I'll give it to game 25 before I can come back here and give you either a yes or no answer on how I'm feeling about Klay Thompson moving forward. Because I feel like by that time, A, the Warriors are going to have their chemistry in order because it is terrible and it is not Klay Thompson's fault as, as much as it is the young guys out there who are missing cues. Uh, the the veterans out there, Clay included, uh, Steph Draymond playing freaking lackadaisical basketball. There's a lot. There's just a lot about this team. I am not looking at the Warriors right now and saying that they are at full force. So it's going to take you and 25 games to admit that Clay Thompson is not better than Tyrese Maxey right now. I'm it, not it, gonna it, like. I can see Clay bouncing back to an extent. Exactly. Tyrese. No, Tyrese Maxey was nuts. Hey, hey, hey. If, so if, all I'm saying is if Clay Thompson goes out there this season. All, I, and, will and drops, say, drops, I will gladly say I'm sorry. I will gladly say I'm sorry. Clay Thompson he, is the one is, player from that Warriors dynasty that I like. Tyrese Maxey. If, hmm? I, I think Clay is very likable as well. If he's better than Tyrese Maxey this year, I will apologize. I, that's where you're getting it wrong. I, I love Clay Thompson, but we're talking from a factual I, I standard. Don't what, I why don't, don't you see it? it? Because I'm saying he's better than Tyrese Maxey? Or he's worse no, than Tyrese Maxey? That's obviously not why I see it. That's obviously like, not why. Bro, I see I'm just naming out facts past, right now, and you're just bringing you, up the so, history same, to back him up. This, you're bringing up history. What, I'm bringing is, up right now. This is this. You're bringing up four games in, like and the playoffs. I talked about there's the playoffs in last season too. I talked there's about how Clay Thompson used to contribute to winning basketball. The gravity used to shift towards him. He used to be able to get Steph Curry open. He's not that same player anymore. I could say a lot of NBA players can be a spot up knockdown shooter open. A lot of players can say that. I cannot say that about a player who is a part of arguably one of the top three dynasties of all time. So because of his contributions in the past and also taking into account no, but, his injuries, but... also taking into account his injuries. So he's regressing significantly. Account... So he's regressing significantly Stadium, as a player. You're not letting me finish. You're not letting me finish. I'm taking into account his injuries. I'm taking into account the hangover after winning the championship. I'm taking into account the fact that the Warriors are not clicking on all cylinders right now. As a team, as a team, they're not doing that. So if Klay Thompson does something, starts, starts shooting a little bit better, let's say he starts shooting a little bit better, that gravitational pull that you're talking about is literally going to be on the floor, implemented by the fact that Jordan Poole's out there, and if he gets going, it's going to be the same story as it was in the playoffs, like when Klay Thompson, Steph, Jordan Poole, and Andrew Wiggins, and the donkey from Shrek destroyed the Nuggets because of Clay and Jordan and Steph putting up hella points. That, that, that right there is what Steve Kerr and Warriors fans are thinking right now. If these three, our best shooters, can get rolling, we're going to be unbeatable. Because then it's going to come a moment in time where you put Clay Thompson, Jordan Poole, and Steph on the court at the same time. What are the defenses going to do if they're all on fire? Who are they going to pick? Who are they going to yeah, pick? Clay? My, I want to end this off. Um, but my, my last thing to say is that Clay used to do that pool clay work by himself um which is something that i don't think he's capable of like that kind of pull with with the two of them combined you know pool's got a nice pull too he so 
you that whole point you just brought up z is proving the fact that he is regressing significantly because you're bringing up the fact uh, that he has I'm, injuries I'm talking, you're bringing I'm up the talking. fact that he has injuries and that he's not the same player anymore what does regressing significantly we gotta, mean? what do you think that means what do you think that means because i want to i want to know what your I'm point done. of view is on what regressing significantly means because i don't think you're understanding what i'm saying he is not the same player that he used to be before he is not the same player before regression of of what you're seeing as an oklahoma city fan there's a there's a difference between the regression that you see and, and the difference between the regression is, that I've seen... What does me being an OKC fan have to do with Thompson anything? ...over the years. So all I'm saying is this. If Clay Thompson averages 20 points or more this season, he's not regressed. He's not regressed offensively. What? He's not regressed offensively. So because and, I'm an Oklahoma and, and, fan, and, because I'm an Oklahoma yes. fan, I'm, yeah. I can't see a regression in a player because on another team. Sandy, Sandy, that makes because no sense. That makes City no fan, sense. You have not... You have, you haven't, you have not watched, so Sandy, this is the same The Warriors person. are national said, TV. I live in Canada. Sandy, I don't get Sandy, Oklahoma said, games. I don't Sandy, get Oklahoma Sandy, games. you have said on numerous, so, 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 so you've said on numerous occasions when we've talked about other teams in the league, oh, I don't really watch them. I don't really know. I didn't say I that about really Clay Thompson. I didn't say that about Clay Thompson. I don't really But I didn't say that about Clay Thompson. I'm kind of confused here. I don't understand because how. I don't your, watch the, yeah, I don't watch the Pistons because I live in Nova Scotia and we get, we only get national oh TV God. televised games. The Warriors are national TV. They're always on television on national TV. Right. So I, I do and, and watch Clay Thompson seeing, a lot. I do watch Clay Thompson seeing, a lot. So don't bring up the fact that I'm an Oklahoma fan to okay, try and downplay cool. my points because I don't watch Clay no, 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 Thompson. No, no, no. You're, so That's what you're doing. The same way that you're downplaying my points by reiterating yours as if that that was the intention of my statement. That's because what you're your your backup every, argument no, 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 is that he no, has no, no, injuries no. and then he he's out, he he's not the, he's yes. not as good as he was defensively. That you're, is that regressing significantly. Sandy, Sandy, there's a difference between Clay Thompson regressing significantly and this this is the difference between our points of views. I'm gonna tell it to you right here, right now. This is the difference. I say I say Clay is regressing significantly, and I predicted that he would regress on the defensive side of the ball. That is not an issue for the Golden State Warriors as a whole. But that's a team. I'm Warriors talking as a player. Play defensive, they play team defense. As a player, Klay Thompson averaged 20 last year. The year before that, he averaged 21. The year before that, he averaged 20. He did it on a little bit less uh, efficiency from the field. He averaged 39 when, uh, in 2019, 39%, I believe. 36% last year. So I'm giving the man a damn chance to play a significant amount of games with this team from the start of the season to get to the promised land. That's what I'm doing. I am giving him an opportunity. I am not jumping the gun, pressing the panic button or the target button or any other button. I'm sitting here looking at Klay Thompson and I'm giving this man a chance to gel with this new team as well because they're not the same team as last year. I am giving the man a damn chance. You're pulling the plug way too early. I'm not pulling That's the plug. The Don't say that because uh, in my difference. points, I said that I would love to have Klay Thompson on my team and I still think he's a great piece to have you on a roster and I think that he's a great shooter. My point was, he doesn't affect the game like he used to before. He doesn't have that gravity pulling him towards him. I'm not I'm not as scared to leave. Uh, like, Klay Thompson is not as much of a threat to me as he was before. That was my point. I said, don't look at just the stash sheet. We're talking eye tests as well. Klay Thompson's presence on the court has changed significantly compared to the presence he had when he was an all-star uh, i was gonna say superstar i meant to say uh, top five shooter of all time he still is mm -hmm. but when he had that that name to him where it was like clay thompson's on the court well fudge me we have to figure out a way to now guard both clay and steph clay thompson to he me now clay thompson to me now plays a role that a lot of other nba players can play right now before there was clay thompson you could not name a player that could play the same role as clay thompson on the efficiency that he played it and and and, and the uh, presence he had on the court nowadays i can literally name you a handful of guys that can do what clay thompson does now 
because so Clay let Thompson. You, let, so let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. What okay. would you do if you were if you were Bob Myers? What would you do with Clay Thompson? I'm not, I didn't say I never said get rid of him, and I never said that he doesn't deserve to be on a roster. That's where me and you, so, are, I would put so, him on the bench personally. I think Clay Thompson should come off the bench, but if they have that ideology to bring Jordan Poole off the bench because he's more of a spark, I understand that. But Clay Thompson, mm -hmm. in terms of basketball skills, I think Jordan Poole is a better player than Clay Thompson right now. And if we're talking a starting lineup with the best talent, then Jordan Poole starts. If you want to put Clay Thompson on the court because he's just a spot up shooter to play behind beside Steph to start the game off, I also understand that. And I'm not saying Clay Thompson can't start on other NBA teams. He definitely can. That's where me. That's where you are not understanding my point. When I say regret significantly, I mean that Klay Thompson beforehand used to be able to do something that nobody else could do. There are a lot of guys that can do what Klay Thompson does now because he's not as great as, as being a presence on the court anymore. He takes he takes a worse shot selection now. His stock selection, his, his IQ with his shots have, has not been great lately. His, his defense, like you said, has regressed. He is still a great spot-up shooter. He's still a top-five shooter of all time, but there's a lot of guys that can shoot the ball because this is the NBA. This is the NBA where you so, have the so most talented all, basketball players yeah, in all the world. You, so there's you. a lot of guys that can play the same role as Klay Thompson. I never told you that Klay Thompson doesn't deserve to be on a roster. I told you that I used the word washed harshly, and I never brought up the fact that he was washed once in this podcast. I said that he has regressed significantly. And that, when did I say he was washed? Uh, I said like regressed significantly. And I said that, and at the beginning, I said I harshly used the word washed in the live, and I took that back. Okay, fair. Great. So with he all can, of that being said, if Klay Thompson, Klay Thompson has regressed to you, Clay Thompson has regressed to me. I think Clay Thompson has regressed more to you than he has to me to the point where I don't look at it as a big deal because I'm giving him time. You're looking at it as I need to put him on the bench right now. And I respect that I do because that, that's how you see it. I can't be mad at that. I just think that bottom line is prior to this argument, I had said where I thought his regression was going to take the biggest hit defensively. Offensively, I don't really think he's going through a regression as much as he's just trying to find footing not only with another new team in the last eight months, but coming and trying to play a, a full season. That's that's where I'm I think offensively he aggresses as well. I think he can't he can't run around the court like he used to be able to before. I think he's more of a standstill shooter. He can't shoot off the dribble as, as well. He can, he doesn't shoot off the dribble as effectively. He like again, a lot he, he has a spot on a lot of NBA rosters. He's still a great player, deserves to be in this league for many years because as a shooter, if you can shoot the ball, you have a spot on a roster. I am a firm believer of that. But Klay Thompson beforehand, he used to be that guy with Steph Curry, which was one of the most deadliest backcourts in NBA history, where they're just running around and the second they touch the ball, it'll go in the net. I can say that same thing about Steph Curry I can't say that about Klay Thompson which is why I say he has regressed significantly regressing significantly doesn't mean you are a bad NBA player regressing significantly doesn't mean you don't deserve to be on an NBA roster again but you are avoiding the fact that Klay Thompson is not the same player as he used to be and when I say he regressed I mean that look at him beforehand when you bring up the dynasties and you bring up how they came up and how they were a dynasty, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. Yes, I understand that, which is why I say he regressed significantly because he is not at that same level that helped that dynasty get to that spot. Klay Thompson, without Klay Thompson, they don't have that dynasty. The same thing I could say with, with if they don't have Steph Curry, if they don't have Draymond Green, and if they don't have Kevin Durant. I could say this, well, maybe Kevin Durant because they went to the finals once without him, but that I could say that the same thing about each of those players. Nowadays, if you take Klay Thompson off that team, I could say this team is still a contender. They can still they can still compete. They couldn't compete without Klay Thompson before. They can compete without Klay Thompson now. Well, they could compete without Klay Thompson in 2016 and 17. I, I, I would say, right? Could 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 you say that with KD? I just I took Kevin Durant out the equation when I'm talking about the okay, big three. I feel, I feel, I feel, I'm I feel, because I feel, Kevin, it's Kevin Durant. That's that's unfair to say because mm -hmm. you're putting yeah. Kevin Durant on on the best regular season team of all time. Come on, like any okay, you take Steph Curry you. off that you. you take Steph off that team, they can still win, right? Okay. Um, well, okay. Let me just also say this since we're at the end of this at this segment, hopefully. I finally calmed down.
I can breathe. My heart rate is back to normal. Let me just say, I sincerely apologize for saying that Clay Thompson was better than Tyrese Maxey. I, I was about to say, by the end of the show, I was going to make you say that I with just, your I chest. Couldn't, I couldn't say it in the moment. I couldn't say it in the moment. I had to calm down. I had to calm down. But now, that, that, was, that was me just seeing red and seeing, seeing red and, yeah. Mm-hmm. Tyrese Maxey is better than Clay Thompson, confirmed by ZZ Hunjo. Let's just let's put that on the record books, please. I was, I was about to have a lot of fun with that clip. I was mad. But, uh... I, I was mad. I was so mad. But I was thinking in my head, like, this could go viral for real, so I might not have seen <laughs> Well, it's time to get into our next segment. Shea Gorgeous Alexander. Uh, I've come across as a Shea hater throughout my tenure on TikTok, starting off with a Shea-Ben Simmons comparison back when Ben was still playing with the Sixers. He looked like a deep white candidate. I said Ben was better. Um, I had the thought in mind that he could develop a jump shot. I thought he was a good enough offensive player to where he would not pass up a layup with Trey Young contesting him. And Shea was still a very young player on a bad team with a lot to prove. So that uh, at that point, I think it was more of a 50-50 split of people with Shea or with Ben. Um, obviously, now Shea's the much better player. But recently on this podcast, uh, we had a Young Cores segment talking about, you know, who would be winning a championship with their young core presently. Um, and I said, I didn't think the Thunder could because I don't think Shea is the first option on a championship team. So I, I also said that he would never be a top 10 player in the league. I want to reiterate myself with a calmer tone because while I still believe the things I said, I think Shea is an absolute bucket. Never said that he wasn't, just the comparisons I've made with him makes it seem like I'm a hater because I'm always going against him. I think he's one of the coolest players in the league. Awesome fashion. Sure. His play style is like he's very good one-on-one. -on -one. He's smooth. He's quietly explosive. He's just very aesthetically pleasing to watch. Um, so this is... You thought it was intense before. It's not going to get very intense because I'm... I'm I'm, I want to talk with a calm tone the entire time. I don't want this to happen again because <laughs> I was already sweating just watching those two. But when it comes to Shea being the first option on a championship team, I said 1A, and by 1A, I meant like the best. Um, I know in 1A in terms of 1A, 1B would mean the slightly better player. That, it's, it's a possibility if the Thunder create an insanely good defensive unit. Um, and they have some sort of 0-4 Pistons run where there isn't, you know, I, I was trying to say that Shea is not going to turn into a Luka or Giannis or I, um, a I can agree with that. Yeah, that that's not and me. when you look at, yeah, when you look at the last, the first options on championship teams, it was Steph, it was uh, Giannis, LeBron, Kawhi with the Raptors, KD, Steph, like you got, it's Tim Duncan, you got to go back a while. Until you get to, I mean, you could say Dirk was a superstar in 2011, I'd say. Um, I think superstar level means that you can have a top five caliber season at any point. I think there's eight superstars in the league right now. Um, and I don't think he'll reach that status with the amount of talent in the league that he'll ever be, you know, a top five player in the NBA. He, I don't think he'll have a top five season for a player in the NBA at one point. Um, I, I will say this, um, and I'm very biased. You can see the Shea Gilgis Alexander jersey in the back. But um, I'm going to disagree with you, Hoop, in terms of the potential that he can have a top five season in the NBA. That doesn't mean he's a top five player. 
Um, there's a lot of guys that do better than other players, but I would still put them over them as a player. But we're just talking in that season. I think he can have a like top five player for that season moment in his career for sure. I think his bag is so deep and people don't realize that because he plays on the Thunder. They're not national TV. Um, the Thunder are the only team because I'm a fan of them, of course. So again, this could be really biased that are usually don't show up on live like national TV that I watch every game still. Um, I'll still go out of my way to look them up. I'm not going to go out of my way to watch a Pistons game. I'm going to be honest. I'm not going to go out of my way to watch a Jazz game. Um, but I watch every Thunder game. And sometimes, especially his ISO play, you give him the ball, he can get around anybody and go in the paint. And the way he puts the ball in the net is weird. Like, I'm like, oh, that's getting swatted. Like, he's going up too lightly. And it just, like, goes in in the most majestic way. Like, his fashion relates to his style of play. Uh, where I it's agree. Just swaggy. Really the guy is really swaggy. He's really smooth. I believe that he can have a top five season in the NBA because I feel like once he works, every year he's working towards becoming a better player efficiency-wise. He was great efficiently in his first few seasons because he had a guy like Chris Paul or he was on the Clippers beside him. He was never that number one option. Then when he became the number one option, obviously he took a, a, a bit of a dip efficiency-wise because, you know, it was his first time playing that role. But I feel like every year he's getting better at it and he's learning how to be that number one guy on a team. I definitely think that in these upcoming seasons, he could just randomly pop off and have one of those top five player in the league moments or for that season of course um but in terms of talent i'll agree with you i'll never put him over the top five guys in the league because there is too much talent um but again i never want to count anybody out like there's a lot of guys that i also believe can have a top five season in the nba yeah of right? course so um I, i'm not gonna i'm not gonna count him out but i can see your side of it and i'm not saying it's ridiculous for you to say that I'm yeah a, I'm a, i mean I'm gonna. I was gonna say I'm gonna agree with Saini on the fact that I think he could also have a top five season at some point, and I say that because there is a lot of talent. Like I agree with the talent aspect. There is a ton of talent that I just don't think that SGA like right now. I just don't think he'll be able to overcome it because of how much hype and and craze that the, that the young talented guys already have now. It's gonna be like increased drastically over the next five years. But I still believe that. This OKC team is eventually gonna, eventually gonna make some noise. Like, and once they do, they could have a moment like how last year. You remember how last season when when the Grizzlies had made it to the, I think the four seed or the third seed. Everybody was talking about John Morant being top five in MVP voting and things like that. Demar Derozan has one good week. Everybody's like, ah, yeah, he's things like that. If SG, if SGA and and the, and the boys are able to put together something to get them you know, five, four, three seed in the West, again, get them back to that prominence, I could totally see it because they just have the, the 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 young whippersnapper ability in them. And SGA has literally, I mean, he's just progressing and progressing. I was watching the game last night, and this man, this man, his one-on-one -on -one moves against Reggie Jackson just were, like, he was putting that boy to work. Pause, I think. He just was, he was going crazy. And like Sandy said, he has weird ways of finishing. You would think it would get swatted or potentially even rim out, but he's. So yeah, I could totally see it. And everybody already knows that no matter what the Thunder do in the coming years, if, once they actually have that moment, SGA is probably still going to be looked at as the number one guy between him and Chet, but my money's still going to be on SGA most likely at that time. So yeah. So I, I want to rephrase the top five season because if, I mean, if you're looking at top five and like MVP voting, for example, like a DeMar DeRozan types, like he could have one of those. Um, mm -hmm. My my superstar, like the thing I said about the superstars, I think there's eight of them in the league right now. 
I think Kawhi is on the back end only because he's coming off injury. He could be a top five player for a season. That's what I meant to say. Not a top five season. You could say DeMar had a top five season. I don't think he could be a top five player for a season. That's what I should have said. That's why I think Dirk could come and win a championship. He has a godly year. Like he's a top five player for a season. Like I don't think that's what I was saying. When it comes to him being a top 10 player at some point in his career, this is where it gets more dicey. But if we look, Two years from now, right now, is Shea is 24. Um, he'll be 26 at that time. The superstars in the league, I think most of them will still be in. Like, I don't think any of them will retire. You got Steph, Giannis, Kawhi, KD, LeBron. Um, Do you think Steph Yo, will still be a superstar in two years? Superstar level? I, think, I, I mean, do you expect him to regress? I don't expect him to regress, point? but I think superstar is a, is a term thrown around lightly. Well, I like, think in Steph's case, he'll probably be looked at as like he'll be like he'll be looked at as like a a, a legend. Like, like not, do, yeah, like, but do you not, say, never like, more. For example, okay. for example hold, hold like sidetrack. Sorry, but do you think LeBron James is a superstar right now? Yeah, yeah. Like he's playing at a superstar level. Yeah. Well, I mean, to me, he's up. Like, uh, it is only four games in the season, sure. But nah, let's say a, let's say LeBron keeps up the same play. Hypothetically, I'm just saying LeBron mm-hmm. keeps up the same, where he's still like an all star, obviously, and he's still like a top player in the league. Would you label right. him a superstar though? Would you label I, him the same thing? LeBron's as a superstar. He, something something terrible has to happen to him. <laughs> he would have to be right, so, a superstar. Okay, I understand that because his he would past, have to his past of course, West. I understand that his past, of course, sure. Um, I guess what I should have said is those players are going to still be in the league. LeBron, right. Durant, Jokic, Luka, Embiid, Giannis, Steph, Kawhi. That's eight. LeBron in two, two years is from... a superstar. No, no, no. I didn't say – I'm not saying superstar. I'm saying oh, those are the league. superstars that will be in the league in two years. Sure. Uh, they will also – unless, again, some injury happens, crazy amount of regression, they'll be at the top of the league. Like, I don't see Kevin Durant being the 20th best player in the 100%. league in two years. Like, he 100%. could regress. But he'll be up there. Um, then you look, again, two years from now. The people that are Shea's age, which is Jason Tatum, Trey Young. Uh, at this point, both of them have had more playoff uh, experience. By the time we're two years from now, Jason Tatum has a good possibility of getting either an MVP, a ring, or both. Like, And Shea would still be in the rebuilding thunder. I think his first chance to make the playoffs would be the year after next year. For sure. Um, they could be a playing team. But to make any sort of playoff noise, he'll be 26 by then. Then you got John Luca who are both 23, they'll be 25. This is two years from now. So this is when all the, the top superstars, if you want to count out LeBron, Steph, uh, and Durant, okay, Kawhi will only be 33. Jokic is prime year. He'll be like 30. And Bede, similar. Giannis, Giannis. And then, you know, Luka, John Moran is already like a top 15 player. You got Tatum and Trey Young. And I've, a lot of, like in two years, I think... Most times, players will come into their own in their third year that are going to be stars. For example, John Morant took that third-year leap. A lot of times for those stars, they take a third-year leap. Luka and LeBron are different. They'll have, like, a second-year leap. But for for two years from now, I'm not going to mention, like, Victor because that would be an insane leap. There's a possibility. But there's, aside from the guys I mentioned, there's Zion. There's LaMelo Ball. There's Paolo Boncaro. In two years, who could take a third-year leap? There's Devin. I mean, Devin Booker's just there. And Edwards. Cade Cunningham. Uh... A lot of the centers that get filtered out, there's Bam, there's Darius Garland, there's Scotty Barnes, there's Tyrese Halliburton, there's Evan Mobley. There's other guys who are will take a Donovan Mitchell type leap, you know, like where they're unknown, they're still hard and they're yeah. still Dame, there's PG. This is talking in two years. I think it's really hard for Shea, who is a fifth year leaper at this point. This is his fifth year, he's taking his fifth year leap. When he's barely 
touching the playoffs to be a top 10 player in two years. But then if we go ahead five years from now, that'll be like right around, I mean, Shea's probably going to peak where most players peak at like 27, 28. He'll be 29 by then. So let's say, you know, LeBron, Steph, KD filter out. You're still worrying about, then you got to worry about Victor, Scoot, the other guys who were taking their third year. There's so much talent. They'll, there could still be a, a Kawhi or a Dame roaming around. There's just, there's too much talent in the league for someone like Shea who's taking a fifth year leap. I mean, he could still continue to develop. I've just never seen people develop into their sixth and seventh years. I think that's really, really difficult. So when I see guys like Luca and Tatum who are taking the second or third year leap into players who can emerge with a finals MVP, they could be the best player on the championship team. They could have a finals MVP potentially. I, I, it's hard to put Shea over those guys, especially when he's playing in OKC where he's not going to see the playoffs for two years and he's going to have to build his playoff resume as a scorer, as a playmaker in a really short amount of time. And he's going up against guys like Ant Edwards who can potentially, like he, Ant right now is in his third year. He's, we're expecting a third year league. It's tough with Gobert and Towns and Russell, but you get what I mean. Like if it's, he has the potential to do that along with a lot of other guys. If he's mm-hmm. facing off with those guys in the playoffs, he's going to be playing with some of them too. So I just, I, I can't imagine a situation where Shea is the best player on a championship team where he's going up against Luka and another, whether it's Victor, or like these other super teams of young players, and he, he emerges out on top as the best player. He could totally be a killer second option with, I mean, there's so much young talent if he ends up with the Raptors, with Scotty and Pascal. Like, he could be right. a killer or maybe a first scoring option, but not the best player. Like it's, it's really hard to see him leading a team like Steph, Giannis, LeBron, Tim Duncan, like in years past where he is running through the league as a superstar. When there's this much talent in the NBA, a lot of it is filtering out slower than it has before. Guys like Steph and KD and Giannis are playing later into their careers. Jokic and B they're not going anywhere. And the young guys are getting better quicker. Old guys last longer, young guys getting better quicker. So when Ja's a fifth-year leaper on a team that's not going to give him playoff experience until he's 26, he only has like a three- or four-year window where he can be a top-ten player in the league, potentially. And he would have to take another leap. Because as of right now, he's averaging very impressive numbers. What, it's like 30, 31, and 7? Let's say it drops yeah. down to like 29 and 7, like on like a slightly worse shooting. But you get what I mean. Um, that's on a team where he's taking 23 shots a game. That's his field goal attempts per game right now. If he's on a better team, those numbers naturally go down if he wants to win. I have to still see if he could put up those big numbers on a winning team. I don't know. There's just way too much talent and way too much to be left to be seen for me to say that Shea can be a top 10 player in the league. I like obviously, like I, I, I don't want to give my opinion on it because I'm very biased. I will admit that he's my second favorite player in the league behind Westbrook. Um, second favorite player of all time at this point because he's becoming such an OKC legend. Uh, to me at least because I really all I time. love the guy's game, bro. If you watch every Thunder game and you watch Shea, he is. It's weird how swaggy he is, and that's my favorite style <laughs> of basketball to watch. Like I love guys that just have the ball in a yo-yo. Um, and he's also like super swaggy off the court. Like I'm really into like fashion and stuff as well. So like to see that, like his his culture impact on top of his like basketball impact. At Fortnite Balenciaga jacket. You yeah, come on, come on. You know me. I'm built like that. I'm built like that. I'm built like that. Um, but I obviously like if I'm gonna speak from a unbiased NBA like standpoint, like from like if I were to gun to my head, obviously like 
there's a lot of right in what you're saying. There's a chance that it can happen, just like there's a chance that anybody can blow up randomly. There's right? a chance. There's a chance. A hundred percent. He has the assets to make it happen, but so do a lot of other NBA players, which is why mm -hmm. I can agree with you. Um, but I have hope that he's going to have a season where he really cements himself in the league as like, hey, this guy is a major threat and he can win. I think Oklahoma is on the come up very soon. I think that they will be, once again, a threat in the West, just like they were in the 2010s. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe other than the Spurs, the Thunder were the biggest threat in the West. Uh, there was like a stat about it. It went Spurs and then yeah, Thunder. So the, yeah, yeah, it went yeah, Spurs yeah, yeah. and then Thunder in terms of best teams in the West for the majority of the 2010s, like the whole decade. Um, I'm not saying that's going to replicate in 2020s because obviously half of it were tanking, but I think they can get back to that level of like, shoot, we're playing the Thunder in the playoffs. And Shea is like that guy on that team. Because I OKC, OKC, uh, the, the what's it called? The Chesapeake Bay Arena? What's, what's the arena called? Is it called? Vivint, Vivint Home or something? No, no, no. It's not Ch Ch Chiefs, Chiefs Bay or whatever anymore. It's uh, Paycom. It's a new... Ah, uh, see, I was about to say, back in the day, OKC playoff time, like... Chiefs Gate Arena? It's the same with Paycom. That, bro, I, like, I literally remember watching back 2016, 2014, uh, 25th, like, just watching how that, like, it must have felt. If I was on the uh, opposing team and I had to walk in the OKC territory playoff time, like, it's like a, it just, through my TV, I bet it feels like a swarm of just. Literally, bro. Ah, They're passionate. Like, like just, Oklahoma yeah. has, for sure, one of the best fan bases in the NBA. For, for sure. sure yeah. They have the loudest fans. They come out and they support through thick and thin. They're passionate about it. like like as a Thunder fan, you guys should know you're you you work with a Thunder fan. Like we're about that, bro. Like it's, it's <laughs> I don't care what happens. I don't care what happens. Like I'm 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 gonna back them up no matter what. And the and the noise is there. And we're not gonna be like the Knicks running around calling them trash after the game in those street interviews with Spider Man That's interviewing them. Come on, me. come on. Yeah, but we're talking the majority. We're talking the majority. The, us Thunder fans, we bleed blue, bro. We bleed blue. But uh, we should probably move on. Um, well, we can you can can we agree to disagree though? Then what I'm saying. Is oh, I, I told you I agree to disagree. Like I'm biased, so I think that there's still potential that Shea could tap into a whole nother level. But from a logical and a realistic standpoint, yes, I see what you're saying. I I just think compared to the other young guys in the league that have not taken the leap yet, I would I would give Shea the lower hand because he's in his fifth year. And aside from this, like I. It's hard unless he gets traded to, like, the Raptors. I know a lot of people are pushing for that. Um, and plays in a new scenario while he's young. It's hard to make yourself a better player, um, especially when you're, you're revolved around skill when you're at his age. For sure. Because, for example, guys like Ja, LeBron, they'll develop jump shots and, you know, become better playmakers. He's already an elite playmaker mm. and a very deep bag. It's hard for him to... You know, he's not going to get faster. He's not going to get bouncier. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, it's, he's not going to get more dominant as an athlete. So I think what we're seeing now, if he has another step in him, go for it. I mean, I'd love to see it. I just think it's really hard. Um, so I just wanted to clear my name with Shea. I think he's a terrific player. But if we're talking top 10 in the league, I think guys like Luka, Jokic, and B, John, like they're, maybe not John, you know what I'm saying. Like, a lot of those guys are going to hold those spots for a while. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of talent coming into the league that will, I think. Wait, why'd you say maybe case. not Ja? What's, what's, no, what's I said maybe not Ja specifically for injury injuries concerns. Oh, I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. Let's yeah, um, yeah. let's let's head into our next segment though, because I know this episode has been running really long, but it's been entertaining. Um, it's been very entertaining. This or that points per game edition. 
So if you guys are new to the show, we've done this or that before. I'm going to, and I have this set up as like a seven game series type thing where I have seven players for, or seven different rounds for you guys. Wait, so we have to guess the player? No, you have to guess who averages more points. Okay. okay. So I'm going to name off two players. At first, it's a little obvious because I know Instagram's been like Is it through four, four games? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like the, okay. uh, just for reference, if you're listening to this later, it's October 27th. And the games on October 27th haven't been played yet. So every game leading up to October 26th with these points for games. Um, some of them are a little wild, I'm not going to lie. Some of them seem obvious, but then aren't. Like, you know, I'm trying to trick you guys, right? So okay. uh, we have seven rounds for you guys, and we're going to see. We're going we're gonna to add up the scores at the end. This or that, who averages more points per game? Christian Wood or Anthony Davis? Say Christian Wood. Yeah, I I'm gonna say Christian. Christian Wood averages 24.3 points per game. Uh-oh. Anthony Davids averages 24.0. You are correct. Christian Wood <laughs> averages more points than Anthony Davis. Second one. Benedict Matherin, who's my favorite rookie right now, other than Chet, but Chet isn't playing. Or Bradley Beal. I'm going Benedict Matherin. I know they're both in the low 20s. I'm going to go Brad Beal. Benedict Matherin averages 20.8 points per game. Bradley Beal averages 20.5. Z gets a point because you guys tied the first one, so 1-0 Z right now. Gary Trent Jr. or Gordon Hayward? Don't look it up, Hoop. I'm not looking it up. <laughs> uh, um, I just saw Gary Trent, if I'm not mistaken, but I don't know Gordon Hayward, so I'm going to go Gary Trent and play it safe. I'll go, I'll go Gordon. The Hornets are losing LaMelo Ball. Gary Trent averages 20.2 points per game. Gordon yeah. Hayward averages 19.8. So Z is up 2-0 right now. There's three rounds left. Can, can who pull off a 3-1 Cavaliers comeback? You suck. Jaden Ivey or Fred Van Vliet? Give me Fred. Give me Jaden. Jaden Ivey averages 16. Fred averages 15.8. Let's go! <laughs> That's 3 nothing for Z. So Z's already won, but we'll continue. Colin Sexton or Clay Thompson? Colin. I'm wondering if... Give me Colin. Colin averages 10.6. Clay averages 11. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's you guys both crazy. Uh, yeah, Colin had a really bad game. Um... <laughs> Kevin Herter or Aaron Gordon? Aaron Gordon. Those Jokic cuts. Wait, what was the first question? I mean, first Kevin first Herter or Aaron Gordon? Kevin Herter is a guard on the Kings. Kevin, Hart, Kevin, Kevin Herter, Kevin Herter. Aaron Gordon averages 15. Kevin Herter averages 16.7. Zoop is missing today. Zoop is missing today. This is is a guessing game. I know Z is not with one king game. Yeah. I have actually. Jordan Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole. Last one. Or DeAndre Hunter. DeAndre Hunter. He was very serious. How about Jordan Poole just to mix it up? Jordan Poole was 15. DeAndre Hunter is 15.3. Yeah, you actually just got out. smoked. ZZ Hunter smoking on that hoopology pack. Yes, sir. We don't promote drugs, though. So that was figurative. No, sir. Very figurative. 
Um, yeah, I think that's all we have for today's episode, though. We let's ran go, really dubs, late. Dubs, um, dubs. Don't take any of this episode out of context. I love Z. Z loves me. Facts. Um, he does think that Tyrese Maxey. Hey, he hey, does hey, think that Tyrese hey, Maxey. I might hey. edit that out just to piss you off. No, I'm joking. <laughs> um, I'm being in the comments like, it wasn't me. No. But that was an intense episode. I think me and Z can agree to disagree. I think we both weren't understanding what each of us were trying to say. I agree. Um, I agree. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. Hey, but you know what? Here on the podcast, we argue, we fight, we make up, and we praise LeBron. Hoops. So we're gonna continue to do that. Hoops like the, the like day. the like the child that just has to watch his parents like argue all the time, Facts. and he's just like, "Stop it, guys!" And we kept we kept going, and he kept trying to tell us to stop. And we were like just screaming <laughs> at each other. I once I I said, oh, "Hold on, guys!" like three times, and you guys just kept I didn't. I, I'm not gonna. I didn't hear I, that. I did not hear that. Yeah. I did. I just chose to ignore it. I ignored it. Yeah, I was just like, I wasn't even like, you know, how on Discord it shows like a green box when you're talking. I'm directly looking at Z. I'm not even looking at Hoops box when we were arguing. Like, I was like, um, but this was a fun episode. Uh, episode 22. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, because I'm not gonna lie. So, so for the people who are out of the fights, Z and me, who who do you have in said debate? I'm. I would take Sandy the first one. I think Sandy won the first one. What the Clay Thompson one? There was only one debate. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm saying, the, I'm saying the clay versus the Shea thing. Wait, what? What? You said Shea was a top 10 player in the league. Right. Ward would be a top 10 player in the league. Oh, 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 Whose side would you, whose side would oh. you take, Z? Between Shea and... Wait, wait, wait. I'm confused. I'm confused. No, the, for the last half an hour, we were talking about... I was talking about if Shea can be a top 10 be player top in the league, but I don't, think, I don't think he can be. Right. And Saini said he thinks he can be. Okay. Who do you side with? I... I think, oh my God! I honestly, I think Shay might have a season where he just slips in. I, I, I thought I thought I had a killer monologue. I went in for like six minutes with no. I, but the thing is, I admitted that I'm biased. As hell. I'm biased. As hell. Yeah. I'm biased. I as hell. I wait, so wait, hoop. What are you talking about me then? Oh, like I won the Clay Thompson debate with Z. Yes. yes. Okay. okay. There we go. Okay. All right. And you and Hoop didn't have a debate. Better. You and Hoop didn't have a debate, so I can't. Yeah, we did. I swept them in it, remember? Oh, it yeah. Just... Well, Z won. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. Well, stats. thank you. We'll, go, we'll come in on uh, episode 23, and hopefully we keep this energy. Yes, sir. So.